Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film podcast. Please join us on our most excellent adventure through time. So we discuss all genres of film. Welcome back, New Year 2022. My name is Tim. We're in the booth with Jules and Brad. How are we? Bon Jovi. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Al, uh, Al's not here, unfortunately. Tonight, the part of Al will be played by a tall, dark, and sinister, ugly man. (laughs) (laughs) What's dumb? For those who don't recognise, it's actually... um, Robin Williams, which is fitting out of Aladdin. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I can't believe we haven't done Aladdin yet. I thought that would have been oh, no. up on people's lists. Oh, look, don't go me wrong. I've got a few Disney we, ones on the list. Have we done a Disney animation? Uh, have we yes. We have done an animation. We did Transformers, right? No, that's not Disney. That's not Disney. No, but it, I think, is that the only animation we did, we've done? We did a Japan animation. We did. Yeah. Oh, Your that's name. right. Yeah. Oh, geez, I don't think fun. we have. Unless you can, we might have. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Who couldn't remember what we've done? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Al's lost in the seconds of time. Um, it's one of his children's birthdays today. So and as a dad. As a dad. As a dad. <laughs> he has to go. You know, speaking of which, um, oh, man. you know, we had a little uh, party in the park today. Oh, lovely. And um, <laughs> Jimmy just went, sorry, fellas, podcast, got to go. Correct. <laughs> and... Um, you know what Al's like? Anything creative, he goes like 110% on. Oh, I'd yeah. say 210%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he goes full on. But when it's his kids, he goes, he ups it another 100%. Oh, right. okay. Like Next maybe level. 300. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we had, he had Clem doing a scavenger hunt this uh-huh. morning to get to the party. Which involved, you to know. To get to the party. Yeah, correct. Yeah, right. So he had okay. to follow cool. clues around the neighborhood. He had catch the train. He went to go to the fish and chip shop, all this sort of stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was in charge of giving him the last clue. Oh. So I had to go meet him at the Sun Theatre. Great friend of the podcast. Oh yeah, and um, lots of love. And I, I was there as a bit of a detective. I had the hat on and the coat. <laughs> oh my god! Um, sitting on a bench at the front of the uh-huh. cinema, and I had it all planned. It was going to be great. Um, and you know, today was what twenty six degrees. It felt like thirty four. Well, it was pretty humid today. Yeah, in the it's sun, a sticky day today. It was bad. Anyway, so the whole plan was that he was going to show up. We were going to do some code words. So I was going to say. Hmm, it's quite cool for this time of year or something like that. And he was going to say, yes, the geese are flying south for the winter. <laughs> but he shows up and they're all looking around and whatever. And then he finally sees me and he just kind of waves at me and turns to his friends. They were called the quad squad. The quad there was squad. four of them. Awesome. He turns to his three friends. He's like, oh, hey, guys, this is my uncle. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going. This isn't going how I want, you know. Yeah. Um. So I made up for it by giving him the hint and then saying guard this with your life good luck with your journey and i fucking ran i got up and ran <laughs> down the middle of yarra fully clothed fully clothed bloody coat flapping in the wind oh, amazing so i made up for it i think in the end but <laughs> cool. um, but yeah no it was a good yeah like how he's that advanced as a kid that's pretty good yeah that's yeah cool. i took my kid to kitty crossfit the other day of which i did boxing and there was like 10 minutes of boxing nine minutes he sat there and punched himself in the head <laughs> just yeah, just just he in the corner. Funny. He thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. But that's so anyway, it's a difference in children. Yeah, uh, great stuff. Uh, He'll probably end up being the prime minister of Australia. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know the way things are going. <laughs> it's oh more intelligent God. than our current <laughs> one. So, did anybody see that uh, the video of Scomo trying to weld where he lifts up the masks and starts welding? Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I no. Oh my God! It's <laughs> I need best. to that's see right. that. I'll share it with you guys. Uh, I think <laughs> we've all seen him playing a ukulele. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we should probably get back to things. So, um. We're, this is actually a listener. I don't know if you two are aware of what we're doing today. Yes. It's a listener request by Ross Marnie. I hope I'm aware of what, what movie we're doing <laughs> today. <laughs> Sicario, right? Oh, <laughs> sure. Um, back to 1996 to watch the comedy The Birdcage. Were you on the same page with yes, that? Yes, we're on the yes. same page. <laughs> Fantastic. <Glad. laughs> All right. It'd be very awkward. <laughs> it would be. Man. Uh, before we hit the booth jewels oh, yeah. at the San Diego School of Film, uh, we acknowledge and pay our gratitude to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands we are recording on. Let's go. Gentlemen, we're history. Just listening to that and looking at that poster... 
just all comes back. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. For the for the listeners, I have an illuminated Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, what is that? Like a movie poster? Yeah, sign? yeah look, it's a great. It's, it's a centerpiece of the booth. It's definitely. It's, it's pretty damn important. Yeah, it's getting cluttered in here though. Mm. Mm. Now, Jules, we have been to nine nine six many times. Oh, mainly we? three times for my epic trilogy, oh, my yeah. coming of age sexual awakening trilogy, <laughs> but. <laughs> On top of that... It's weird that Twister was one of them. But <laughs> 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 I know, I know, I know. That's a um, special move, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was from uh, American Pie, the Tongue Tornado, was oh, it? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all makes sense. Anyway, 1996, <laughs> let's find out what else happened with... History with Brad. 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 <laughs> Whoa, you took it up an extra Well, level. Al's not here, so oh, it felt nice. weird. I'm usually, yeah. Anyway, whatever. I loved it. Well, as you guys can see, I'm totally unprepared. And I didn't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't totally. even bother because we've been here before. So you want to yeah. know what it is? Go back and listen to Tim's uh, trilogy episodes. Yep. And yeah. I think there was yeah, one more call. as well. I think there was another 96. There was did. in there. No, yeah. I, can't remember. I, lo- I actually looked at that today. Can't remember what it was. That's cool. That's my memory. Six, Short-term memory uh, loss. It's a, a popular hot, one. Hot time for films, I guess. Damn yeah. straight, yeah. It's, uh, it's every 10 years. Maybe 2006 was the same. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, actually. That would have been like... would have been Matrix. Ooh, no. No, Matrix is 99. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, it would have been one of the 7 million laws. Holy shit. Now, I know we're supposed to be talking about the birdcage, but who here has watched the fourth Matrix film? Not yet. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not yet. It's the worst movie ever made. (laughs) Don't do it, man. Come on. Don't do it. I'm not even kidding. It's the shittest movie you will ever really? see. Really? Oh, that's even so Keanu bad. Would have saved that. It's a real shame. Like, you will prefer, this is a claim, but you guys, I guarantee you'll prefer to watch Revolver over the fourth Matrix oh, film. Oh, It's that bad. Gosh. Anyway, The Birdcage. <laughs> Moving um, right along. Well, as yeah. I was saying earlier, I highly recommend Ghostbusters. All right. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I'm and I'm... Big plus. I'm still... Battling my way through the first book of June to watch the movie. Oh yeah, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Which I'm enjoying. As in the say. original June or the remake June? Wasn't well, I'm reading, no, the reading the book. The book, yeah. I'm yeah, reading the book, Jesus. but I'll watch the new one. I, Al says the '80s June movie is a little on the nose. So pro- probably similar to the original Tron. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Original Tron was good. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know, let's, uh, maybe it was. Yeah, let's, uh, the sequel was better. Okay. Yeah. The sequel was great. Um, I tell you, speaking of films that doesn't really hold up compared to how it was when I watched it as a kid, ah, this movie was a yep, bit of a. That's what I was going to say. Jeez. But I think we can talk about that because I think there's a reason for it. Yeah. And that reason is. Well, <laughs> look, I, I was going to bring that up. It's like, so I remember seeing this at the cinemas when it was out and I had a great time. It was really, really funny yeah. and things like that. But back then, this was a very out there film yep. like the topics that they were touching on and the fact that it was a gay couple blah 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 for 1996 mm. was something that we really hadn't seen much of before especially mm. in a big hollywood film with actors of the quality of what yeah. this movie oh, has right. in it um like robin williams in this is he's unreal everybody's he's, awesome oh i mean absolutely maybe not the son he was a bit i think deadpan. nathan lane holds it though yeah like, well he's, he's just unreal he's, he's unreal so in unreal in this yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great in everything as well but I think it was very, it was very out there. It was very risque almost in 1996. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, how many years later, it's like, yeah, and a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's still like it's all the celebration, but we're much more open to totally. the society that is that, and it's not such a shock to us to see that as yeah you know people that haven't been um had that around them but now mm. it's just part of life and it's everyone's way more accepting and it's not that out yep. there the unfortunate part is there's still senators that still react well, and behave like correct i was gonna say there's oh, a yeah. whole there's changed. a whole conservative culture that is still like this it's probably worse than it yeah, was then 100%. um and now they have more power especially since trump was in so they're oh, actually yeah. they're way worse yeah. because they're now louder they can, they're louder and they can <laughs> yeah. wield more wield yeah. more more uh threatening sort of toxicity around so i think that i think I definitely agree with you that it was like it was still enjoyable to watch. Like I yeah, had a great time course. watching it because of the performances in it. Mm. But th- now it was more about the performances and how good they were versus the hey, this yeah. is a, this is part of a, a culture that I haven't seen much of before. That's it. You, you kind of got to turn off that that you know overly political yeah you know, political correctness. You just could be like, oh, okay, you know what they what they were doing for the time. Yeah, they were really taking a huge step. You know, like it was a huge I mean, step. To the point where um, it was probably even still to the point where it was a very ballsy film to do. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I watched this, mum, I, I watched this through mum because mum started watching it on, on the 
VHS or something. But and I, I remember sitting there and watching it, being like, hey, "This is a really fun movie. Like, this is like it's it, it great still for is a fun. Movie. Yeah, still, yeah, and, and it is. Yeah, yeah. But man, like I watched it on the plane ride over to uh, Brizzy. I've just come back from Brizzy, but I watched it on the plane ride over and. And ooh, yeah, I was just like, oh, geez. There's, yes. an, there's a strong element of sadness in it now. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The just the, the undertone of watching Albert having to change everything about himself mm. and who he is yeah. as a person just because this fucking and, shit kid. Oh, and the soul destruction dick. of him having to do it oh, as well. Man, oh, man, it's brutal. It's so brutal. His kid is such a dick. Oh. <laughs> What's the kid's name? I wrote it down. Val? Is it Val. 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 Oh, I just wanted to tell him to fuck off. I'm yeah. just like, man, like, are you kidding me? Like, you grew up, you know, with same-sex parents. And all of a sudden, you know, when 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 you want to get married and, you know, you want to do your thing, like, you have to hide. Same well, sex how does he think this is going to go? Yeah, like, like what's, what's your life? After this one dinner, do? how does he think the rest of his life is going to go? Yeah, well, exactly right. Do you know but what I mean? Like, I was going to say, same-sex parents that brought up their kid as, like, not pushing... The him to be part of their lifestyle just yeah. as he was like his room's full of posters of El McPherson and and all that sort of stuff yeah like, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy it's just like so very you know as as unaccepting as his fiance's parents are he had probably he had yeah okay same sex parents but they were ultra accepting of him just being him of whoever he was yeah regardless yeah. of the lifestyle that he'd grown up in yeah mm. yeah very much so mm. I think I think. The, I did think about that as well. I was like, I was like, surely they're not just going to meet this once and then that's it. But the way I kind of justified it in my head was that they do live very, very, very far opposite away. ends of the country. Yeah, yeah, North and yeah, South. yeah, exactly right. So it's like you know they're not really going to cross. They did drive there though. Well, they yeah, kind of had to. But it took them freaking ages. No, true. To that I, that uh, that scene where he's talking about the the, the foliage. So Gene Hackman, oh Gene God. Hackman is really good in this as well. Oh, he yeah, plays yeah. that ultra conservative guy so yeah. good. You just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> it's so good, but it's great. And that massively, ridiculously awkward scene of him talking about the changes oh, in foliage yeah. and how it's different in places was oh, it was man. so uncomfortable to watch it. I was pissing myself laughing, he's going crapping on about the road. This is just like, great. Uh, the black snake road cuts through the foliage. He's like, what are you on about? And I was dude? watching him like, and he was dude. like, he's just nailing this line. He's <laughs> he's absolutely owning how awkward this scene is. Yeah. And he's doing it so well. I was going, yeah, great. Well worked, Gene. Well oh, done. Oh, man. <laughs> but that was, and strangely enough, that was probably the, the scene that I actually laughed at the most. Where originally I probably wouldn't have laughed at that. But watching it and how awkward it was. Because I reckon even as the cameraman filming that, you would have been going, oh, man. It's like fingernails down a blackboard. <laughs> Do you know, it's, that's funny, actually. It's actually a real... Uh, a real issue that we we face in the entertainment industry is when we have like we're doing a comedy group if you're on camera and you're doing a comedy act um you, you've got to hold the camera still even though it's on a tripod you you've got the zoom demand and <laughs> ah, focus. even if, even yeah. if you're crying laughing right even if you're crying laughing one you have to follow the comedian as they walk around but it's so hard to I'm keep sure. the camera still like so you'll see it if you go to an arena show that's really funny if you're watching the big image magnification screens Sometimes you see those screens, they kind of slightly shake <laughs> up and down. And that's because, you know, the cameraman's human as well. He's sitting there losing his shit as well and trying his darndest to keep that camera still, you know, like, but. Oh, it's probably better man. in your case where you've seen the same show 20 times and you're yeah. like, here it comes. Here it comes. Yep. Boom. Nailed oh, it tonight. Man, yeah. <laughs> when you do see the same comedy show over and over and over again, you're like, all right, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> it's like, I need it to stop. So. But yeah, some of those shows, oh, those poor camera guys, they have, must have a, such a hard time. Like, I don't, I'm sure that this just seems like, like in a lot of these scenes, that it would have been like that. None of the, a lot of these scenes wouldn't have been done in one take. Well, yeah. especially when Hank, Hank Azaria's oh, around. Hank, like, Hank Azaria's great in this. Yeah, he's just so over the top. Yeah, I mean, he's just yeah. And yeah. I got to also oh. say, fucking ripped as well. He is. <laughs> like, like, dude. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> just like he's just muscle. I'm like, very impressive, Hank. Well done. So funny. I always picture Hank as a, like, rightfully so, just as Frank Grimes, right? Like, that's always how I always picture him. He's always that. I you know, always like, picture him as the great Maharaja from Mystery Men. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Right. That's oh. always what I think of him as. I don't know why. Yeah, right. He was gold in this I, every time he's on screen you laugh and your ass off at him because he just plays the role so well like <laughs> even when he tries to put on the accent it's good evening oh, good evening sir <laughs> welcome please sit down shoes because he falls over uh, no, I, think, I think one of my favourite parts of that is when um, 
Robin Williams' character. Oh god, I've got to, I've written the names down here. Armand, right? Armand is like he's like he's like, okay, uh Agador, go cook the dinner. And then he's like, Can you, you know, Val's like, Can you cook dinner? And he's like, Your father seems to believe so. And, and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. Oh, and then he just ends up making shitty soup. Oh, it's and he's like, it's, What do you want me to do? It's got like hard boiled eggs and yeah. shit in it. What the hell? You know, like, oh uh, and he's got the the prawns. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want prawns with eggs. Oh Ew. man. Um But yeah, like it just uh, yeah, it just must have been hilarious to be around, and you can probably tell this with like with um, Nathan Lane and um, oh, fuck, Robin, Robin, thank you, Robin Williams. <laughs> Sorry, my brain's not working. That's cool. Together, that there would have been take after take of which every single take would have been completely different to the take before. Like doing something with Bill Murray, it's like he never says the same line again. It's just twenty-seven takes, and you take the best one you can because they're all different. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and like, and so it must have been like that. I reckon it must have just been like take after take after take of people pissing themselves laughing. Well, I feel like every time Nathan would have gone, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I would have just absolutely oh, lost man. my shit on set because I just feel like every time he did it, like even if I had to duck to the kitchen and I could hear him do it. <laughs> Oh, it's just like fucking so funny. But even Robin Williams, man, he'd just be throwing out lines, you know. Like, you know, they'd be. You're right. They'd be doing a take, and he he just he'd throw something in there. I don't know if you've ever watched a lot of his old stand up comedy. Yeah. Like he's such a high energy dude. Like, mm. you know, so he, he would just be constantly throwing it. You'd be like, oh man. Have to admit though, Robin Williams with a mustache, oh, rocks that mustache. It does like, absolutely. He yeah, his whole get up in this like, film, like he had the oh. nice pants, nice jacket on. He does look like, extremely he was, comfortable. He does. He, Maybe yeah. not as comfortable as Agador. Yeah, he <laughs> basically just goes around in a pair of cut off denim shorts. Oh, and man. if I looked like that, I probably would too. Hell yeah, <laughs> Agador trying to walk in shoes. <laughs> like, like, oh my god, it's so good. So, but all right, all right. Serious question though, legitimately though. Do you really think that the marriage between Val and um, Callista Flockhart, whatever her character's name is, Ellie Al- McBeal? Ellie <laughs> McBeal. Ellie McBeal. Like, there's no way that relationship's going to last because, one, they're like 19 and 20 or 21, whatever. They're real yeah, young. 18 and 20, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She's just turned 18. Yeah. And, and literally, the way she describes it to her parents is we've been sleeping together for over a year. It's like, oh, this that's, relationship. That's illegal. It's destined for failure. <laughs> yeah. Is it? It's 18's a legal age of consent in the States. Mm. Is it? Mm-hmm. So it's literally statutory rape. Yeah. Oh dear. Just add that to the... So that's not very conservative <sighs> for a start. Yeah, mm. we might just move right along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just walk away from that one. Yeah, well, just leave it be. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, it's it seems like a very haphazard kind of matching like they're yeah. just i don't know like it and just, it's really funny because it seems like that the the part of the relationship that would fall apart is obviously the ultra conservative part yeah. who would be the least accepting of the two parties the other side like of val's parents are just like yeah cool whatever welcome yeah well come, no come i mean the they weren't though like uh, like that both albert and Armand were very concerned about how young he was to get married well the, yeah that and yeah, they yeah, were yeah. and they like especially that scene you know that the very start um and we you know that's led to believe that he's seeing another guy mm. while albert's on stage or whatever and um and it turns out it's just val coming over mm. but yeah when he finds out the first like his reaction isn't a positive yeah, he's, reaction he's at all devastated. yeah like, he's proper like he, he chugs his wine and mm. And then even then when Albert finds out, he's like, oh, no, he's way too young and he's, you know, he's yeah. throwing his life away, I think is what he actually says mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, they're, yeah, they're not on board at all, really, True. at the start, are they? So True. No. Um, Interesting. But I think, you know, the difference is that they they accept it because it's his decision yeah. and then they support him, you know? Yeah. Regardless this is, of This is up to you in the end. Correct. There's nothing we can say or do to change you. Exactly, whereas... This um, is our opinion, but it's still up to you versus mm. the other side, which is... Which My political parents, career! Yeah, well, it's all about yeah. him, 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 yeah, and him, him. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's always just looking for well, where are my next votes coming from. Yeah. Which even, I love that little line that they put in at after the dinner where he's like, I hope this doesn't affect you guys' <laughs> vote. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's such a great line for them to put in yeah. because it just, 
it, <laughs> it, you know, it all just harkens back to that. Like it, it, that's his main goal. He doesn't give a shit about it. It's all about his political image, and it's nothing else. Do you know what I lo- really love is that obviously the press is obviously really good at dealing with uh, you know corrupt senators or whatever, yeah, whatever it might be. He's there's a lot of them, so I'm sure of, it's... Yeah, yeah. There's, a, yeah, there's a couple of my here, you know? Like, <laughs> he's coming out of the window at his home on a ladder. No one asks, oh, what are you doing on a ladder? Like, you trying to hide... Like, they just ask him questions as if everything's normal because mm. they're like, ah, just another senator trying to avoid us, whatever. And they just go straight into the questions. And they'll, I love the, the fact that he's coming out of the window on a ladder. It's not even acknowledged. Like, it's just... And he it's doesn't acknowledge normal. it either. Yeah, he just starts going, it. hey, okay, look, blah, blah, blah. Because it's like, it's like every... You know, if you were in the press... Every dodgy senator that's having a story thrown at him, they probably do the same thing, you know? Like, so it's just, eh, this is normal, you know, if you're in shit. I want to know what technology in 1996 they had to be able to get the uh, zoom in. Uh, uh. Well, there we go. Brad. A hundred percent. I made a note of it. Like, do they even have that technology now? <laughs> Never in a million years would that microphone have picked up that background. Yeah, the audio was crisp on it. It was, was yeah. It was crisp. Because it's like, it's like a little, like, you know, I think the, the reporter's, he's got a handheld microphone. And, you know, just like this microphone here, if I talk into the microphone clearly, whereas if I talk here, it's so much quieter. You're and not going to get this crisp And you are literally 20 centimetres away. I was yeah. Like, yeah, exactly right. I just Let alone oh, man. 20 metres. <laughs> <laughs> Outside. Outside. Yeah, yeah. In the snow with someone else talking <laughs> over the top of you. With all of the other reporters around yeah, making noise yeah. and shit. Yeah, nah, never, ever. Which is ever funny because that's the most unbelievable part of the entire film. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um. And it was like it was obvious that there was going to be a lot of them, but there was a lot of really, really great dick and fart jokes in this film. Really, really subtle ones, especially when, oh, when um, I know all the statues and yeah, yeah, they're they all they're all great. Especially like just picking up the statue by the dick. And it's like just classic, <laughs> yes. classic dick jokes. And where, um, oh, man, my brain is so not working today. What was these? The talk to me, Nathan Lane's character's name. Sorry, Albert. 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 When he goes up to uh, to Gene Hackman and says, "I'm still, I'm still the same person. It's just a little difference." Well, not that little. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm going, zing, perfect, great timing. Oh, <laughs> and just there were so many just little funny bits like that, and it was like, "Yep, okay, hmm. dick joke, dick joke, dick joke." Yeah. Yep. And especially when he's doing the uh, the like the rehearsal for the for performance, and it's like. Just because you're 22 and hung <laughs> doesn't mean. <laughs> it's like, why are you chewing gum? Helps me think. <laughs> oh man, there's a there's a couple of shots that I want to point out. I'm just going to get into the technical really quickly. Well, Al's uh, on here, so someone's got to do it. Yeah, well, that is true. That's true. There was a great, there's a really great shot. It's actually when um, uh, I'll just say Robin Williams. Uh, it's when he's serving the soup when he's frantically trying to cover up all the uh, the Greek. <laughs> yeah. crockery let's go with that um and it's really great because they're it's so smooth as he's walking around the table and he's actually serving up the soup the camera just is is 180 degrees opposite him the whole time really perfectly and it just follows him around it was just a really nice shot you know like you know what i'd like with a nice shot every now and then you see a nice shot i'm mm. like that deserves recognition like it was just really well done I think also with that, like obviously, you know, it was set in Miami, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't filmed in Miami at all. But the yeah. lighting and everything they did made you believe that it was there. So yeah. they had they had the perfect lighting to believe that you were in a sunny, beautiful location. It was probably mm. shot in a in a you know in a set somewhere mm. in, in set. Hollywood inside, but you believed that you were there and it was like yeah. there was a lot of that and, you, and it was sunny and it was warm and it's actually it's interesting going along with shots and just going off what you're saying the, the very opening shot of this film is incredible the helicopter shot yeah it it's comes, beautiful it's isn't this it long sweeping shot uh yeah from the helicopter and there, there is one distinct point where the camera there's no you can't see it change it's not like the shot kind of blends when it goes from the like helicopter that. to the walking in through the front door yeah, yeah, right. yeah good it, shot yeah the, the camera Obviously, it just changes direction. It's the only difference. So it, yeah, you can't see a hard cut or anything like that. It's it just comes flying all the way in, and then it changes direction, and it's so subtle. And obviously, they've managed to blend the yeah, two so well. Well done. Like, it is a good I shot. I wonder how they did that. I liked in that scene where that's the helicopter shot with the overdub of the music, and then the way that they cut to the music inside the club, 
Mm. So it's just the normal track playing over the yeah. top. And then they sort of, that track fades away a little bit, but it's still there and it's just music playing in the traffic. And then as you get closer to the club, it builds up again. Mm. Yeah. And then it's the, and then it's all the girls singing it, actually singing it. And it's yeah. like, that was a really nice, yeah, a nice Foley cut. Yeah, like, that, that was cool. really well done. Yeah, it was, just, yeah, that opening scene was really good. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. For, for, yeah, for a movie that isn't focused on amazing like cinematography, I nah, guess. Absolutely like, man, not. there was a couple of killer shots in there. Even mm. like even um oh the mum. I can't remember the mum's name, but like the the biological mother of Val. You know, she's like, I'm stuck. She's on her car phone. Yeah. Oh, how good are car man. phones in this? She's on her, I'll, I'll, we'll come back to car phones yeah. in a second, But she's on her car phone and she's like, look, I'm going to be late. I'm stuck in traffic. And all of a sudden, you know, camera pans out and it's clearly on a helicopter and it shows the drawbridge or she's stuck on a bridge. Yeah, like it's on, and it's a tiny, it's this tiny little boat going <laughs> through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, um, yeah, a couple of killer shots in it. But oh my God, how funny a car phone. Oh, it's mate. Like, how much would you want a freaking... Just the cord, because like, they had oh, cords and stuff man. on yeah, them yeah. still. And I'm trying to find, so on the BMW I've got, in the yeah. centre console, like the, the actual armrest, there was an option you can get with a car phone oh, in it. Please. And I'm trying to find, like, it doesn't have to work, I just no, want no, the actual car it. phone bit, so it's like an actual car phone oh, on a cord oh in the centre console of the car. And it's like, it's one of the only options it doesn't have. And it's like, I don't care if it doesn't work, I just want it just to have it there. But you'd want it to so work, awesome. though. I don't Come think it on. would work because it wouldn't be a, it'd ask, be an analog phone, yeah, so it you could work. you could rig it somehow. There would be ways. You'd be ways. There'd be ways yeah. of you doing it because my beam has it's got an actual television in it as well, but it doesn't work because it's unfortunately an what? analog television. What year is your beam? It's a two thousand. What? It, yeah, it's got so much shit in it that like a car wouldn't have. It was a hundred thousand dollar car when it was new. Yeah, I bought it for yeah. five grand. Realistically, <laughs> all you need to do is get like a car phone kind of case, and with a so you could have a holder in it for your mo- for your mobile. <laughs> which then just Bluetooth. Oh, yeah, I love that. Uh, so you can yeah, still pick yeah, it up. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> you just through it. your mobile. There's ways. Oh, there's ways. Oh, there's absolutely. Al will be able to sculpture something. Well, the guy. The, I found a guy that said he could convert the TV in the car to like to work, but it was going to cost me seven hundred bucks. And it's like, why would I spend seven hundred bucks when a whole brand new unit with Bluetooth and everything's like three hundred? Yeah, it's not <laughs> like an old CRT television. Like it's not a no. It's a, it's like a digital like a, screen, like a flat screen. Yeah. So it must have been like real early days. Yeah, yeah, like yeah top screen. of the line. Ah, yeah, it was. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. when people when I say I've got that car, everyone goes, "Has it got the TV?" It's like, yeah. Has oh it got the car God. phone? No. Oh, oh shame. <laughs> <laughs> shame. It, must be, it must be hot property. Surely. Yeah, shame. yeah. Anyway, the birdcage. Yeah, yeah. We're a car bird. phones. That's we're, what we're on. Yeah, car phones. That's it. So oh yeah, just God. going back to Albert. Like, um, my just my heart broke for him the whole movie because. You can tell that this is the sort of shit he's been dealing with his whole life. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, always thinking he's a, he's a burden on people and, you know. Look, he is a massive drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. takes the smallest of things to the nth degree. Yes. But... We also see that he's also, uh, when it comes down to the serious part, because his life's obviously, he lives a very laissez-faire life. Yeah. But when it comes down to the serious stuff, he's it's, very fucking serious. You know what, the scene, so before the dinner and Armin's suited up and then Albert comes in with his suit on. Oh, and he yeah. does that little normal, his normal walk and realises and mm-hmm. goes, oh wait, that's too camp, I can't do that. And then walks, you know, does his, his blokey walk to the bed sits down and it's just silent like it's a really slow scene mm. just wa- everyone's puts watching his leg him <laughs> slowly put his leg up to show his pink socks yeah and and then he just goes what like he just does <laughs> this really nice like what is this, was that okay yeah. but it just like that whole scene i'm just like this poor guy is yeah he's to, absolutely he like, destroyed especially when he walks off and it's like oh you know, i'm so sorry that I can't do this for you, and I've you know I've upset you, and yeah. you now hate me for it. And yeah, but and but that wasn't. And then you're like Val, say something, fucking say oh, something, fucking Val. He's such like, a. Don't just sit there, man. Like, come such on, a fucking asshole, that guy. Yeah, like, such an and that was the scene where he was actually. It seemed like in like as far as the character goes, he was actually genuinely heartbroken versus the drama, drama, drama. Correct. Thing. Yeah. He was literally yeah. like. I I tried. This is as good as it gets. This is so not me. Yeah, you now hate me for it instead mm. of the ah, everything Correct, else when yeah. he was going off. Even, he was he was he, absolutely heartbroken. Yeah, was. and it was believable as well. Yeah. Oh, it was so believable. When he, just, even when he first gets told, so they're like, oh, you know, the parents are coming, and you know, you're gonna have to leave. And he's like, oh, you know, no, I'll leave. You know, the freak, I'll go. You know, like it's obviously like he. This is something he's been dealing with his whole life. Yeah. People calling him a freak, a dickhead, like whatever they want to choose to 
you know, bullshit yeah. they choose to use. It's like, you know, I'm sure he didn't have a very good high school life. I'm sure he had a pretty rough time, you mm-hmm. know, especially back then. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that scene where even though it's supposed to be funny, like there's a couple of little break states in it where there is a little bit of humor. Like, you know, when you peel the curtains back, so to speak. Well, I think there's a like, lot of film, Ooh. a lot of parts of this film that may be funny for some people mm. and almost traumatic for yeah, others yeah, like yeah. in the same scene like some people would be laughing and other people would be sitting there almost in tears because it would be so close some form home. of regressional you know thing that they'd tried to push out of their life and all mm. of a sudden it's been brought up exactly again, so. it's interesting because i um so before i got on the plane so one of the guys i was touring with he's actually gay and i was telling him i'm like oh yeah like i don't know if you've seen the birdcage not i didn't bring it up because he's gay it was just mm. conversation i'm like i'm gonna be watching this on the flight and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I watched that recently, like about a year ago. And I was like, oh, interesting. I'm like, oh, man, I love this movie. You're talking about it. And he's like, have you seen it recently? I'm like, no. And he's like, he found it very, very homophobic. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was like, yeah, Because I was going to ask that, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so he found it very homophobic. And But again, it might be that, you know, he's experiencing it through his, well, he watched it in, you know, 2021 so okay. he's looking at it through the 2021 eyes as opposed to well yes this was very maybe very progressive in 96 mm. uh but he was like he's like oh yeah well no, it's still it's kind of poking fun a little bit as well as big time yeah yeah not even a little bit yeah yeah i mean I, I listed a few things i was like i started after he mentioned that i was kind of like oh, i'm gonna pay attention to a few things i'm just you know and i look i'm pretty sure i would have picked them anyway because you know this movie is actually it is actually very homophobic it's racist it's anti-Semitic. Like, like, why are they changing the surname from Goldman to Coleman? Like, like mm. all this. Like, I love that. Like, that was actually a, a very interesting line, which was kind of amusing at the same time, where he, the senator's finding out everything, and it's like, you know, their real name's Goldman, they're Jewish, they're, they're you know, a, a, a same-sex couple, and they own the, the, you know, the gay nightclub downstairs. And yeah. the first thing he says is, you're Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, out of the three things that was like oh god yeah <laughs> I, I don't really understand but politically in the states like you know they're all yeah well aligning with the you know to be anti-Semitic is probably worse for your political career in the US to be, than to be hating the blacks yeah 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 100% mm. because oh, of who votes but that, I mean that scene where they're talking about you know the, the you know the, the other senator died with this particular particular prostitute and then all the details start coming out and you're just like i'm just like oh dude you know like oh man like just ease up on the you know mm. being a cunt <laughs> pardon my french you know like it's just yeah so so there was a lot of parts in this movie uh look even even if my fellow co-worker hadn't really pointed out you know, he felt it was very homophobic, and I'm like, even watching it now, I was just like, oh, this is really like." Yeah, there was a lot of things, as I said. It was just sort of like it didn't have the same impact that it probably did yeah. at the time, which turned it into the very popular film that it was at the time. If mm. this was released now, it would be a nothing film. Oh man, mm. it it'd get shredded. Like, it, yeah, man, people. Would be well, there's something I was going to ask because obviously, you know, there's a hell of a lot of issues at the moment in Hollywood about people playing like actors playing roles that they aren't those things. And, you know, in... Um, Isn't that acting? No, no, no. But, like, of playing cultural roles that they're not. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, and in um, Tropic Thunder, they, they take the piss out of that where, um, you know, he, he has the operation and he, he's the Australian actor and he, he gets, you know, and he has the, the pigmentation thing and becomes the black actor. Oh, and it's yeah, kind of like yeah, this yeah. running gag through the whole film about this is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And so that's what I was going to ask is, like, how do we feel about characters that we know aren't gay playing gay characters to the very camp stereotype mm. way that their characters were played in this? Mm. Like, obviously, it had the comedy effect and all that sort of stuff. And but, well, I suppose like it's not that, a, it's not offensive to me, but it, it made me sit there and ask the question. It's like, well, how does someone that is gay? How do they feel about? Two character, two people that we know are, that aren't, or everyone yeah. that was in it playing, or not that we know, but the you know the three main gay characters. How mm. do we feel about that? Yeah, interesting. It'd be be good to get some different perspectives on it because obviously, like I mean, you know, they don't in one. I suppose in one, I guess, good way. I, I can't speak. Oh, that's it. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, the I mean, this is a hard know. part because um, you've got uh, you know a whole group of people who are underrepresented, underrepresented in film yeah, anyway or in life. So. But my issue is that when people come out and say this, it's like, you know, when, like hypothetically me saying, oh, it's disgusting that there was non-gay characters, you know, playing gay characters. 
well, I'm not really the person that that's really offending, is it? It's like, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like to know what, what gay people would think about that. Do they actually give a shit or not? Yeah. Um, I suppose the good thing know? about it, sorry, the point that I was going to make was um, that they don't just portray every gay person as this overly over-the-top camp person. You know, like that bad stereotype, you know, that gay people are super effeminate and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, Armand or you know, Robin Williams' character, you know, he, he's just, just a normal a dude. dude. Yeah, Just like, a normal so dude, absolutely. So, yes, they've got the one, you know, they've got... Um, the majority of people, though, are... Over the top. Over the top, though. Yeah, that is true. But they're also at a drag club. And this so is the other thing, yeah. The setting yeah. of that club is the setting, right? Yeah. It's not normal suburbia. It's a club and it's above... That's it. Like, you've got, you've got like... like <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but I don't know, just like... Your everyday human being, you might be straight, you might be gay, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's the thing. Does it really matter? The other question I was going to ask, does it really matter? No, not at all. Mm. Like, mm. But if you're performing at a drag club, you know, it might attract the more flamboyant. Maybe. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're gay, though. Mm. Oh, no, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, and like, I think pushing on to that as well, it's like, you know, Hank Azaria's got in a bit of trouble recently from doing he? voiceovers, like voice characters of, like, so, you know, he was Apu and, yeah, yeah. and things like oh, that. Yeah, so, course, obviously, yeah, yeah. he's a very good voice actor but you know he's sort of renounced playing that role because people complained and he's and then it was you know he started doing that in a time when no one gave a shit about this or mm. if people did give a shit they didn't have a voice to be able to to speak for it mm. and when people did start to do it he was like oh okay sure yeah i won't right. do it anymore okay yeah. no i get yeah, that fair yeah. enough yeah i won't be doing that it's mm. interesting i suppose like it's it's one of those hard things you know like there's so, there's so many gray areas and this is why it's good to discuss it you know? absolutely people talk about it you know get together and find out what uh, what works and what doesn't and it's it's kind of hard because a lot of the time I think you know you don't know like if if I was a straight person playing a, a gay actor or something like sorry if, if my character was gay you know I guess without asking someone first and getting knowledge of, of their perspective but yeah someone else might have a different well that's the thing and, I don't and you don't know it's an issue until it's an issue kind of thing uh, but that's the thing it's like you need to be speaking to the people that it's affecting because I don't yep. want to I don't want a straight white man telling me that that's offensive to gay people without that mm. person actually asking any gay people if it's actually offensive on yeah them. Mm. actually I have a really good and you get that a lot I think with like especially with the the, the black actors in the states it's like yeah. you get a lot of white people saying oh this is offensive to black people have you actually asked a black person <laughs> yeah. because you may think it's offensive and you're saying it's offensive and your rights are done but have you actually asked people that it's really yeah. affecting I because that for you I don't give a shit if it affects you or not how's the person that's actually relating to Yeah, has anyone actually asked that I, mm. I had a, a very good example of exactly what you're saying mm. uh, I think I might have mentioned it before but when I got to represent Oz uh, racing luge I wanted to put the Aboriginal flag on my yep. leathers, but I didn't want to. I, I didn't make the assumption that it was okay for me to do that. So mm-hmm. I actually got in contact with a friend of mine who was an Aboriginal guy. I'm like, hey, dude, is it okay that I do this? Yeah, fair enough. And he, his response, he's like, absolutely. It's really good, you know, providing you doing it with the best of intentions. Yeah. But the thing that he pointed out was it was freaking awesome that you asked. Mm. He's like, I was so appreciative that you exactly asked. Exactly right. Mm. And I'm like, oh, cool. There you go. You know, so. And that's usually the point. It's not the yeah. point that you're doing it. It's the fact that, well, you didn't ask. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to make that you assumption just did that it, it was just okay for me to put yeah, the yeah, yeah. flag And that's the right letters. thing to do. So, yeah. So, and I was like, well, I, I need to consult with the Brains Trust essentially for, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. like this. I'm like, is this cool? And, and yeah, he was, he was, I think, more appreciative that I had asked than, than actually just having it on the phone. But the there'd be a lot of world's problems mm. that would be fixed if people would just ask. Ask, oh, yeah. yeah. Communication yeah. makes the world go round. Everybody communicate, please. Yes. Mm. <laughs> is it all right if I just bring my army through here? Yeah. <laughs> No, we're just, we're just okay. We're just coming through. We're yeah. just coming through. We're not here to fuck shit up. We just want to. We're just passing through. We're going that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just much quicker if we just go here. Oh, Is that okay? Oh, please, please come through. Yeah. Um. I think also like going back on another move we've done with a lot of people's aspects on this too. Like going back to the castle. Like we worked out that you know the main character in the castle. He's he's not racist, and he's not an angry man. He's just ignorant. Yeah. So as soon as he has things pointed out to him that this is not the way that other people look at it. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah, okay, that make that makes sense now. Mm. You know, and that was like the whole character in the castle was that he, he wasn't an idiot. Huh. He was just ignorant because he'd yeah. been brought up in a society that, that hadn't been part of his life to think about non-white people. Mm. So as soon as he starts thinking about, you know, it's the whole, oh, you know, how do the Aboriginals feel about this? And, yeah, you know, then yeah. he starts overthinking it almost. But same thing with this. It's like... Yeah, with the the people playing it, it's like interesting that you've got. Uh, so I, I guess 
talking about like you, you know, you kind of touched on um, are you a product of your environment, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. kind of thing. The Ali McBeal character, right? The Callista Flockhart. I don't, I, you know what? I've got it written here somewhere. Whatever her damn name is, Callista Barbara. Barbara, yeah, Barbara, yeah, Barbara. Okay, so the character Barbie. Barbara, Barbie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, she's very open and accepting um, of you know like the diversity lifestyle that Val has been a part of and the mm-hmm. parents coming from a, an ultra conservative. Coming background. from an, yeah, mm, like yeah. it's like man, like it's it's really good that this person obviously has these much better li- um, outlook and views and stuff like that, but. Surprising that she does have those views, considering her parents are very, very conservative, and and know, no like, doubt will have drilled it into her for a yeah, whole life. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, well, her whole life, if because her dad's obviously been a senator for a long time, so her whole life would have been about well, you have to behave that's in an acceptable way, so your dad, you no, know, so it doesn't come back. And, yeah, it's all about him. But see, that him. culture would also that would push her to be ultra supportive of her dad. Like you know, if you're always in public. You know, got to put on a face or rebellious against it. Yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. yeah correct. So maybe she's in in the rebelliousness. She's um, you know, branching out and finding her own, and mm. or maybe she's just a sane, level-headed woman, and basically, like this doesn't actually matter to me. Yeah. Right, so you're saying two insanes make a sane? Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right. Maybe, maybe they do. You know, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I got to point out my favorite line from this film. And this is something I've started doing. I'm like, I, I, whenever I make notes, I'm like, I'm writing out the lines that I find really funny. And it's when uh, Robin Williams is trying to, when when Aman is trying to prevent um, Elbert from going back to the apartment, and he just screams, and he's like, Ah, I hurt my thing. <laughs> and he's like, what? He literally just says because he's trying to stop him from going back to the apartment, so he just screams, he just goes, Ah, I hurt my thing. And I'm like, I thought that was freaking hilarious, just to say, I hurt my thing. <laughs> you know, like Brad, you're one of the, you're the oldest person. What the hell is that noise? It's my phone. Wow. Do everyone, do, bloody, your nephew just messaged me. That's the what's really? going off. Jesse Slaney. Well, That's how about weird. That? that is weird. That is weird. That's is weird. he in like another room? Can you just go is slap him? Is that weird? Uh, he's, weird. A, he's at work. Oh, he's at work. Oh, some, someone's hey, going to be wait, working. Wait, 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 wait. I bet. You should put. Have you got your phone on you? I, I bet he's asking for. Hang on, don't tell me now. This Sweet is rims. this is riveting podcast stuff. I'm gonna go with a lowering kit. I was gonna say headlight, but no, he's already got that. I can't. Six spoiler. He's definitely asking for car parts. So. Nos. He wants nos. 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 He wants some nos. nos. Spoon engine. <laughs> he wants a spoon. <laughs> Breaks. Ah! <laughs> I knew it was something. I'm like, I'm like, what's broken on his car? Just, just so it's official, Jesse. I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's now official that I actually have seen it. It's, oh, it's out man. on the internet now that I've seen the message, <laughs> I love and I'm now putting my phone on silent. Now, Brad. Uh, now, well, sorry. Yes, you're the you're the oldest pod, the oldest pod. You're the oldest person in the pod. Uh, what did you think of Albert's John Wayne walk? Um, I did like the line after that. It's like, he's like, how's that? It's like it's perfect. I didn't I know John Wayne. Like that. oh, yeah. <laughs> That's probably my favorite line in the whole film. Yeah. But it's like, uh, yeah, no, John Wayne doesn't walk like that. Uh. <laughs> but it was a funny line. It's like, how is it? It's pause. It's like, it's perfect. But I love, again, like just through that whole scene, any little thing that happened, I was like, <laughs> like he's just so over the top. Oh, God, I love him. Have you, I love Tim, him. have you ever seen a John Wayne film? No, Neither I don't think I, I have. I think which I is why I asked Brad, because I was just like, surely he has. Yeah, of course. The last uh, John Wayne film I watched was, I watched the uh, the remake of True Grit, and then I watched the original True Grit with John Wayne to see the difference. You know. Two very, very different films. The most right. John Wayne I've ever seen is Robin Williams doing John Wayne. There you go. He did it in... Um, he did it in <laughs> Good Morning Vietnam. I can't help. Good Morning Vietnam. Oh yeah. He did it in the Dead Poet Society. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. he was doing um, Shakespeare in a John Wayne did voice. He did it in Aladdin as well. Maybe. Ooh. Don't know. And now Birdcage. So that's maybe it's like that's, that's three, possibly four. Mm-hmm. And I've not seen John Wayne <laughs> in his natural habitat. I've yeah. only seen him through. Imagine there was some like secret conspiracy thing that we'd never heard about that in every film he Robin does a John Wayne it's thing. in his contract he's like I have to I do have to do a John, John Wayne and like nobody's ever picked up on it before it's like know. a Springsteen reference in every single Sopranos episode is there really yeah. you're right have Get you seen that 
I've tried again. The Sopranos. Yeah, mm. no, I've watched The Sopranos. That's mm-hmm. no, good. It's really good. It starts off a bit weird, but mm. it's very good. What are uh, you talking about? It starts off great. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of the best opening scenes to a series ever. Yeah, what? Them chasing around. Chasing yeah, the guy yeah. and beating the shit we're, out of him. We're talking about the birdcage here. We're talking about the birdcage. And, and on that note, we, we are. We are. We're kicking on? I say we are, boys. We are kicking on. Well, wow. I've got this itch on my nose. Like, yeah, you off. better get that. So, <laughs> um, for the first time in 2020, we should probably do my favourite segment. Oh no! Where we're talking about the all and or the all important extended universe, which I know you both haven't prepared for, because oh. I know I haven't prepared. For what it. about you, L? <laughs> oh. Well, Damn. funny you should mention. Oh, Al. there we go. So, without further ado, it's time for everything as a shared universe. So this, for those who are just joining us in the new year, first of all, welcome. And second of all, this is literally about the extended universe that is the BTEU, the Bill and Ted Extended Universe. Now, the common knowledge is that every film ever made, even before Bill and Ted, somehow connects to Bill and Ted. So, I mean, it's the, only logical. It is only logical. So the, the point of this little, this nifty segment is that we just flesh out what that connection is. We may get it, we may not. Most of the time we don't. Or we get a really longbow esque type connection. Your longbow. Speaking of longbows. <laughs> Speaking of longbows. Uh, do you want? Do you want to know what I put? I had a really good think about this. No, oh, well, no, not, you go not, first because no, you're no, in, no. you're here in the flesh, so you go first. I literally put a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I had a good think about this, and I cu- I couldn't come up with anything that was worthy without it being the longest of bows. Mm. And I actually spent time because I know my brother gets really shitty at us when when we're all just like, no, I didn't think about it. It does he yeah. And my brother's like, he's like, you fucking guys. He's like, you guys have got to fucking, you got to fucking think about this stuff. I'm like, man, we're busy people. We're dude. busy people. You know? We barely have enough time to sit down and do this podcast. Oh, tell me about it. Let alone do homework for so it. So I had a really good thing about this, and I, I just, man, maybe I was just not having a creative day. I couldn't think of anything. So Al messaged me mm. this afternoon, wonderful, and said, in case no one comes up with something, which we didn't, <laughs> he said. BTU, after being stuck in San Dimas post-book report, the historical figures start a stage show that becomes huge at the birdcage. Hell yeah. Genghis becomes a drag superstar going on to win a season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, wonderful. Funny thing, actually. And so I sent him back a gif of someone drawing a long bow. But no, <laughs> man, that's brilliant. I love it. Better but than I, what we came up with. But I feel like I can actually see the historical figures doing a show. Yeah, 100%. I can picture that. I don't. I don't think Genghis f- would be the superstar though. I feel like it's more of a Socrates thing to yeah, get up in the Yeah, Socrates drag, to be would honest. be all over it, wouldn't he? So it's a totally a Socrates thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, I like that. You could see Death doing it. Oh, totally. Death would be all up in that. Totally. Could you imagine Death in a drag show though? Shit, yeah. Oh, I, could. I don't think it'd be that great. No, no, I think it'd be awesome. He's got. He's got charisma. He's. He's a great showman. You know, yeah, according no, to him. No. <laughs> according to him, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. So he's no? got the confidence. <laughs> he's got the confidence because it's musical. But see, like it's you know, Bill and Ted, are the band. You know, they're the inspiration, and all the historical figures. They might not be able to play instruments or whatever, so they want to get involved. So they, you know, do a bit of miming in a drag show. I think that's fucking awesome. Mm. I like it. Anyway. It's better than the Look, I think that's the best we've got. It's I'll, better I'll than the it. question mark I'll, I came up with. You know? I didn't even bother. I just I just answered a message that's <laughs> on my phone. So, Dude, this is a message from Andrew Slaney. Brad, I fucking hate it when you're <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, you've got to try harder. <laughs> I love the voices you do for your family. They're all oh, the man. same. Julian, Julian. <laughs> don't all... talk to your mother that way. Um, it's not on my phone. It's not on my phone. <laughs> Very good. So... Um, that's, that's an old housemate. No worries, it's a long story. It's a very long story. It's an entertaining one, but it's a long story. Um, right. So, shall we get on to ratings? It's been a while since oh, we've done this. Yeah, I'm really trying to figure out to... how this show works again. I'm gonna have to figure out where this will sit in my rating system. I hadn't thought about that. Now, Ross, I don't think ever gave us a score, so oh, I think yeah. unfortunately, well, fortunately, it's just gonna have to be an automatic hundred percent for him. Yeah, automatic. So. Yep. I uh, hope he didn't do it because, like, you know, the p- political stuff, and he's actually like, fuck this movie, and we just gave him, like, a really good score. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I would, I'd, I'd see Ross seeing this as a lighthearted comedy. Nice. Is what I would see yeah, him doing. 100%, 100% for Ross. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to kick it off. Yeah, go for um, it. Look, lo- I love this. Like I said, I love this film. It was so much fun back in the day to watch this. Um, but times have changed. 
unfortunately, you know, like, you know. I don't think it's unfortunately. It, I think it's well, fortunately times have changed. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Very fortunately that times have changed. Unfortunately, unfortunately for the unfortunately movie, this, maybe. <laughs> this film didn't, didn't yeah. hold up. You know, like, I, I, there were too many things. Like, if it was, you know, it was racist. It was anti-Semitic. It was anti-pro-choice. It was, it was, um very homophobic like it kind of ticked every box mm. and if it was only one or two i'd be like okay maybe it's part of it. but it really really nailed a lot of it home pretty hard so that actually you know through 2002 or uh, 2022 uh eyes fuck that make any sense at all but yes it did through, yes through this year's eyes i was a bit like oh that's that's a bit of a shame it, it didn't hold up to what i remember it yeah. being as a kid and and so, so anyway, without rambling on too much, I, I I'm I'm only going to give it a twenty five percent, which is okay. fairly low, mm. kind of high, but it's got a bit of nostalgia. But yeah, unfortunately, it was a bit too. Yeah, and look, I I yeah. totally get that, and I actually I went into this going, this is a ninety. I said to myself, this is a nineteen ninety six film. I yeah, I was I agreed. I tried and to look at it yeah as a, as a film from its era. Yeah, and like I I totally agree with everything you said, mm. Jules. Um. I'd probably give it around the 50% because, yes, and I agree that times have changed for the better and it doesn't shed a very good light on a lot of things that go on in in this movie. But Mm. um, it's it's quite entertaining still. It's got great Mm -hmm. performances um, and... And there was a lot of times where I still had a good giggle at mm. just everything that was going on. So I reckon I'd probably give it about a 50. Right. Um, That's good. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Brad? Brad well, I agree with basically everything I was going to say about it, you two just summed up. So nice. I think I'd like to give it credit for maybe being quite a standout film in its time mm. and may have helped a lot of people in its time for some acceptance in its day so I'm going to give it some like I'll give it a few extra points for what it did at its time mm. but looking back yeah on its current from 2022 eyes mm. yeah it's a bit it doesn't kind of fit in a modern society um, getting away from the political side of things from what you said Tim I think other than Val I think pretty much every single person in this performed amazingly mm. even yeah. to the point of Gene Hackman and and his wife they were both great oh, so good. Um, everybody in it was just over the top good and they played their roles great and that held that film together watching it now for me yeah. so I'm going to go with you too I'm going to give it 50 I think it's and just on a on a side note like the birdcage is a rocking joint oh, <laughs> yeah. what a fucking rocking joint <laughs> yeah, absolutely. that place was like I'd party there in it a it looks second. like the place to be in that, yeah. in that part of uh, Miami so yeah, yeah. Drag queens are fun. I, I I was actually lucky enough recently to participate in the Pride March, and there was, was, he- there was heaps of drag queens there. And it was, man, like I actually, well, I didn't actually go there to march. I was there to support some other people, uh, but I got to be a part of the march. And man, it was fucking I'm awesome. Kind mm. of estimating that it would have been a good time. It was so much fun, dude. It was unreal, man. Like so much color, and everyone's just partying and. To be a part of the march, even though I'm just an ally, and it's actually interesting because I've, I've just had a couple of little... I was talking about my little Aboriginal patches that mm. I put on my letters. I've just had a couple of little... There's some little patches you can get as an ally uh, that that I've got. Just, they literally just arrived today. I oh, yeah. They were on my doorstep. Okay. So I'm like, ah, cool. so they'll go on my letters as well. But, but yeah, being a part of this rally and everyone... It's so bizarre because everyone is just there to be awesome to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so rare that you can go to... A, an event or, or something where everyone's just like, you know what? You're here. Like, fuck yes. Like that's mm, so yeah. awesome. Well, it that's acceptance just, though, isn't it? Mm. Man, it, it was unbelievable. I've never experienced that anything in mm-hmm. my life. And, uh, you know, I'd highly recommend anybody out there listening. If you, if you, if you want to do it, if you, you, you know, you don't have to identify as anything other than if you, if you're just straight and you're just normal, you know what? Be an ally, go and support. And it, yeah. it's just fucking awesome. It was so much fun. So mm. that's what I think anyway. like things like that. And even at the time with this movie, just starting some conversations with yeah. some people would probably be enough to fix issues, to bring out problems, to talk about things. So, yeah. 100%. As I, I mean, said, in, at its time, I think this movie had a lot more impact than, than now. As, and yeah, we were saying definitely. It was like, if it was released now, it'd be nothing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. 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 But no. still, it was, it's an enjoyable watch from did, the performances. Did Al give a score? He didn't. I asked him, and he said he didn't give it a rewatch. He didn't have time, so he said it'd be unreliable. Even though he gave a BTU thing, I thought, eh, I don't know about that. But um, so that's an automatic hundred percent. I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I don't guess. Know. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. 
So fucking let your team down, Al. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. No, family um, stuff. Family comes first. You know? I don't family. Oh my god. Family. You just quoted. You just quoted Fast and the Furious, which means automatically you love it. No, I, I do not. <laughs> Just to get your mind off that, where, <laughs> can, you. You, where can you find us, Brad? Uh, you yeah. can find us on all the socials uh, other than Twitter because no one checks that. Does anyone even use Twitter? I don't think Al uses it anymore. I don't know. Well, I, I never have. So No, yeah. I've never used um, it. Yeah. You can find a if you want to give us a review, it is sandemusschoolofilm at gmail.com. Close. Sandemusfilm. Sandemusfilm yeah. at gmail.com. Thank you very much. How long have we been doing this for? Um, <laughs> this, what, what are we working on? Seven it. years? Yeah, that, I don't know. I can't believe that. You yeah. lived in a different house when we started. It's back yeah. in Mentone, Mentone days. That's yeah. a that's a daycare centre now, isn't it? Or something? Yeah, it is. Well, the old building's yeah. gone. You yeah. know, they are um, sad to see the old building go. Uh, so, yeah. F- uh, I mean, it was a daycare centre before. Yeah, every time you came over, mate. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, Instagram, man. Facebook, uh, send us an email, um, give us a call if you've got our numbers and just request a film. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Request film. We like Just please request films. It's much That's easier it. for us. Definitely. Cool. And it also probably gets us away from, uh, what is it, sporting and World War II films. Yes. <laughs> we've had a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of war films. We've had a lot of war films. I'm not well, complaining, but we've had a lot of war films. It, um, theoretically, because L's not here, it's my choice. Yeah, look, I mean, I think Al was going to be next cab off the rank, but considering he's not here, we'll probably just... Ignore him. <laughs> we'll just, yeah, divert over to you, Jules. So Wow. Know. So was it going to be you, then Al? And now it's... I guess. No, Sorry, oh, we could do... Be Al, I think it you. was supposed to be Al's choice. And then you guys just point at me and say, give me a film and I give you a film. That's yeah. so. uh, look, I am happy to take this burden <laughs> of selecting a film, boys. You know, but... Uh, Why am I worried? Why am I worried? It's only episode one. We've just come back, Jules. I'm going to go to a director that did the film that you guys hated more than any film, i.e. Revolver. So we're going Mm. back to Guy Ritchie. I actually probably liked Revolver better than Mother. All right. I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to a Guy Ritchie film. This is his newest film. And I have to admit, now I know Timmy's seen this, and he's impartial it's, it's not bad this is I, I've watched this movie so many times and this film <laughs> I actually watched it with my nephew Jesse and immediately after we were like oh man what are we going to watch now fuck it let's watch it again and we literally watched it two times in a row uh, because it, see these sort of movies scare me the oh, ones that the man. one that he the, the ones that he's seen Heaps are the ones that scare me. Really? Oh, good, good, good. They're the well, ones you start to obsess because I'm over. Thinking, because I'm thinking, okay, sure. This, just and <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to talking about this film because it's I, obviously without getting anything away. There are two things you got to focus on. One, how the music plays a part in the film. Mm. The music's so important in this movie. And the second one is think of it as more of a play than a movie. And what? just let that change your perspective. Next time you watch it, I know you've okay. seen it, right? Think of it as a play. So think William Shakespeare-esque. <laughs> oh, no. And focus on the music. Anyway, so the, the movie we're watching, that's right, i got to say the name, is I think it's 2021. It's called Wrath of Man. Statham. Oh, Statham. And I swear to God, this is the movie that Statham was born to play. This, yeah. oh, man. Anyway, I'm so there excited. There is literally no reaction from Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you haven't seen it. I'm sure you haven't I, seen I it. I haven't seen it. You know Wrath of it? Wrath of Man. Um, yeah, I've heard of it, but I would like the last, um, uh, what's the director's name again? Guy Ritchie. Guy, last Guy Ritchie film I watched was The Gentleman. Or Gentleman. Oh, oh yeah. 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 It was okay. Yeah, so, Rather Man is okay. nothing like that. Good. It's, this is, this movie is tense from the beginning. Okay. And it just doesn't let up. Because Guy Ritchie's made some pretty fucking terrible films recently. Mm. Yeah. That King Arthur one was mm. atrocious. King, do you make a King Arthur movie? Yeah. yeah it's got, it's got the, um... The main guy from Gentleman in it. What's his name? The uh, Sons of Anarchy guy. Yes. All oh, right. I couldn't tell you his name, but yes. No. Well, this this film, look, I I I love this film. I think it's amazing. So, well, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into it next episode. Right. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Rough focus on the music. Man. Think of this as a play. A play. There are acts and shit yeah, okay. Right. Oh, and it has one of the best intro opening sequences to a movie I've ever seen. <laughs> anyway. <all right. laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, oh, very good. Okay, well... Better than Ghostbusters. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it yet. No, no, the oh, original wait. Oh, the original? Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. Well, okay. It's a library Now that we're... It's different. It's different. 
Very good. Okay, well, uh, that should be interesting. So, mm. 2021's Wrath of Man. Uh, there's still a little bit of me that's worried, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, hey, that's a natural feeling you're feeling right now. Brad, do, just embrace that. Don't worry about it. It's not weird. If, and if you can watch it on a system that's pretty decent. Like, if you if you want Brad, if you want to come over and watch it here, mate. Why don't we? We should do a viewing. I'll come we over should, and watch come it. Come over. Because it'll, like, the house shakes when, when I watch this <laughs> one. Because it's got a bit of action yeah. in it. But I've got nothing to do after this. Oh, I can't tonight, unfortunately. No. Uh, washing your hair? No, yeah. Washing your hair? Uh, sure. No, i got the, the girlfriend coming over. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, Farmer. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Well, look, until until we get onto that. Still worried. Um, Still worried. So excited. <laughs> um, yeah, look, do get in touch with us. Request films. We love doing them. In the meantime, be, ex- be excellent to your ears. Don't forget to potty on dudes. Thank you. <laughs>